0: Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing?
1: I'm hanging on. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, anytime I could get on the No Ceilings Pod with Metcalf, he makes he makes life better. I'm doing good. Uh, we got just an in, in incredible energy to start <laughs> the show with here. <laughs> well, we got four days. I've watched, I was just telling Metcalf, I feel like I've watched more NBA basketball in the last couple weeks than I did like all last year so it's just another type of mental grind this year with with doing the no ceilings plus stuff and um it's been great though I I feel like (laughs) I love it this way it's way better but um four days till college hoops is back um G League Ignite I think November 10th so we got eight days Metcalf mentioned it before we hit record he said i'm already worn out and we haven't even gotten a draft season
0: (laughs) so i'm good i'm good how are you doing are you hanging in there let everyone know the truth fantastic better by the day just thriving uh no i'm good what's not you know we're watching basketball all the time what's not to love um yeah i'm very excited for this college season i know some people are kind of down on this draft they're gonna get excited um It's going to be fun. There's a lot of talent in this draft. The point of evaluators is that we just have to find it. And I think some of these guys are going to make it pretty easy. So I'm not saying there's going to be a generational guy, but there are going to be a lot of really talented players to come out of this draft. And I, I'm really excited for that to really kick off next week. Um, little housekeeping up front uh no ceilings plus uh we do have well we have had a paid tier but this year we have a paid tier that actually gets you better stuff um so those of you who subscribed before you're incredible we love you so much those of you who are new we love you just as much um with this paid subscription you can do monthly you can do yearly but our preseason guide um is included free with 60 full write-ups on 60 guys uh there will be select articles throughout the year uh maxwell's no no stone unturned uh edition plus um is included in that Corey just had a film sesh on alexander sar we're gonna have stuff all throughout the year there's a discount on merch um that you can use whenever there is access to us through discord access to our private boards, whole bunch of fun stuff all throughout the year. So if you can afford it, if it's in your budget, uh, it would mean the world if you went and supported us with that. Um. Additionally, follow us on YouTube. All of our podcasts are going up on YouTube at No Ceilings TV. Uh, We're also doing a lot of film breakdowns over there. Um, I have film school going on over there. I had a breakdown of Nikola Topic's offense. I have one on Alexander Sar's defense coming soon. And Rucker has a new project called Tape Time going on. Just had an awesome breakdown on Asar Thompson. Go up on No Ceilings TV over on YouTube. Go follow, go like all that stuff. Um, those are the best ways you guys can support us besides just kind of hanging out and continuing to read and listen and follow all our stuff. We love you so much. But Rucker, you mentioned that we've been watching a ton of NBA stuff. We're going to be doing more NBA talk all season, but it's going to be focused on the young guys because that pertains more to the draft work and what we do in that realm. Um to properly assess the guys coming into the league. It's important to know what's working and what's not working. One of the wo- young teams that I really wanted to start with and talk about their early season with you is the D- Detroit Pistons. What have kind of been your early thoughts on the Pistons?
1: Um, I, I love the direction. I, I actually really have. I, I did the assar thompson tape time which i'm so pumped to be hammering those out and watch pretty much every single clip i possibly could get my hands on of assar he looks fantastic and yes i'm aware of his three-point shooting percentage so thank you for everyone that wants to troll about that but he looks so good and that percentage is low i think it was like around 10 or something but like he has just been awesome for them he's he's playing so good in so many other areas that you have to have them on the court at times um i'm not going to try to get too away from the young guys because we're just trying to focus on that but Cade cunningham looks like in a couple you know he's going to be in mvp talks sooner rather than later i'm not saying this year but it looks like it's finally like this is what the guy we were expecting to be unleashed like he looks like he's going to be a monster moving forward I'm i'm just Very excited from what I've seen from him early on. Um, Where where are you at? Oh, and Chandler (laughs) Duran. My goodness. That is a beast that is really starting to surge with confidence and just looks fantastic. Where where are you at with them, Metcalf? I I think Detroit's. I want to. Pistons fans don't get too caught up with the record. I know we're all eager to win games right now, but I think you're starting to see like the pieces of this team really starting to form.
0: Yeah. And the, the thing that really stands out to me is how much better this team is with Kate. I know some of the on off numbers don't necessarily suggest that, but when you watch them play, he is the end all be all for that team. He is so stinking good. And he's looking like the player that we really hoped and thought he would be coming out of Oklahoma state where he kind of similar situation. He was the absolute driving force for everything that, that Oklahoma state team did. you know coming out of coming out of there you know there were concerns over his turnovers there were concerns over his shooting the turnovers have still been a problem this season but with the spacing that he's playing with the kind of non-shooters how he really has to navigate a really crowded lane i think in time those will kind of clean themselves up a lot of them are just him kind of fumbling the ball in traffic i think they'll get better um as the years go on, so it's not something I'm overly worried about. But his shot looks really good right now, and I'm cleaning the glass. Has him at forty five percent from three. I don't think that's probably going to sustain, given that he shot thirty one and thirty percent in the previous two seasons. But if he's in that high thirties minimum going forward that's a really really good sign and then you look at the mid-range stuff He he's really calm really composed just dissecting that mid-range area it's the at rim stuff in terms of scoring that really needs to kind of take that step forward and that's where the lack of raw explosiveness really kind of gets you worried a little bit you can kind of circle back to again is it the spacing maybe yes maybe no but it's going to be an issue and he can't continue shooting 38% at the rim and have that be kind of a tenable go-to area for him in terms of scoring.
1: I'm just, I'm a big believer of the, uh, the team USA experience Mm -hmm. and then the following year breakout. I'm a big buyer of that. We've seen it with history of seeing guys that have success with that. And from all of those scrimmages, I know he was with the select team, but the word of mouth was that Cade was just a bad man on the court in those games. And I think he's finally realizing, like, okay, it's my time. Um, the spacing has been less than ideal. Um I know that Killian Hayes is getting some extended run right now. Well, I guess we'll wait and see. There's also a very talented guard right now that's starting to make the most of his minutes off the bench and Marcus Sasser. I think he just had four steals um in the last game. Like it's just going to be interesting to see kind of what they do throughout the year. Monty Williams with guys like Jaden Ivey, I'm um, going mean, to feel like Isaiah Stewart's hitting more threes on tape than I'm seeing from other guys. It's just it's going to be really interesting um, because Asar's not a three point shooter, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's doing so. He's keeping possessions alive with hustle, um, so you have to play him at times. And Cade's just hitting really tough shots. He he's just he's been a bad man at times. I, I think a lot of people like to fascinate about the turnovers early on. I'm kind of one of those like let's wait a little bit to see if everything levels out. Um, first month of play is always a little bit of fool's gold sometimes, but we'll see. Um, I just think we're finally realizing with Detroit they have some legit pieces to build some legit building blocks. And right now I know it's a bit of an overreaction. I think it's the SAR Cade and Duran. And I'm interested to see what other pieces kind of rise to the surface throughout the year.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the, the talk I think all season and it certainly was all preseason was the lack of spacing and the roster construction. Um, but, everything i kind of read and hear and you know talk to talk to uh, pistons people about is that they're really more focused on building that defensive culture and making sure that those habits and those responsibilities are ingrained in these guys right away and that expectations are very clear if you're not defending you're not playing and they i think they they're pretty well aware that they're not necessarily a playoff team right now they'd love to be but they know they're young and they are really focused on building these expectations that you have to play defense. And we've talked about him kind of in passing here, but Asar Thompson is one of the focal points of that, and he has been absolutely incredible. I am happy to eat crow right now, and just I completely overthought it with him. Um, Everything he did at OT has translated and then some. All of the questions that I had with him coming out, he's basically answered, and the three-point shot is what it is. But the fact that he's still taking to a game is really important, and just that willingness to take it from out there makes defenders think a little bit and hesitate or close out a little more aggressively than they need to. And then that's where he just uses his athleticism to blow past them. Um for, you know, easy drives and stuff at the rim. His transition offense has been awesome. Kate has thrown him a handful of alley-oops in transition. It's been a lot of fun. So, yeah, he's not a great shooter, but that experience that he had playing off ball growing up and being that off-ball wing, it it's really evident with how comfortable he is just finding those open pockets on both ends of the floor on offense and defense to just put himself in the right position to make the necessary play. It's, it's one of the reasons why I had him above a man
1: for pretty much the whole year. And, and, you know, I told you guys in the beginning of the year, I don't pat myself on the back, but I told you guys in the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm seeing something with a SAR. Like, I know everyone's really preseason wise wanted to have a man over. I was like, why don't people like a SAR more often? I, I just felt like he was the, not the flashy guy. But he was the one that made the right plays, the smart passes, the hockey assist guy. Just like you, I kept saying all year, he looks like a guy you'd have such a good time playing with because he's gonna just find you. He knows where to go, and I think you're seeing that on tape and the in-game adjustments and in, that he had against Chicago. Like the first quarter, he—I talked about it in my tape time video, but the first quarter, he literally got bullied by each. Veteran on the Bulls. Levine had his opportunity at him. DeRozan had it. And Vucevic had one, like an and one on him. But it was just learning like experience. like. But that's so valuable because he's getting those reps, which a lot of teams don't give rookies early on. And he's getting those reps. And he had the next play up mentality the whole game. And then a second half or second quarter on, you're seeing just complete adjustment, smothering. It was just so impressive for a rookie like him to do that. And that's why I'm just like, this kid has so much talent. Yeah. And if he even gets a respectable jumper, at some point in his career, he's just going to be a headache. And I have to give you your flowers, Metcalf, like you compared him to Andre Iguodala at one point. And I, I see it. I see a world in which that's just a really, really special player um, for the Pistons, especially if you're, like what you're saying, like they're trying to build that defensive identity. It makes sense. And if you have a team where you potentially have a franchise point guard mm-hmm. and then you have a nasty defensive wing that can play a connector and now you have the talented, super young, big man, that's just a beast. It's fun to build around that. It's fun to start adding those pieces. So I, I think they're turning in the right direction
0: yeah and just to kind of put the the cherry on top of the SR appreciation just going to run through a handful of numbers here from cleaning the glass obviously we're five games in so you know these are likely to change but hey they're it's a hell of a start for first five games to a career um assist rate 83rd percentile assist to usage ratio 86th percentile at rim shot frequency 100th percentile and finishing 25th percentile needs some work He'll get there. Um, defensively, a uh, block rate of 3.5% ranks in the 100th percentile. Offensive rebounding rate, 100th percentile. Defensive rebounding rate, 100th percentile. The guy just knows where to be and really leverage his length, his athleticism, his timing, his IQ to just make the necessary play and just play winning basketball. That's what he's always done. And I just, I really overthought the at rim finishing struggles, the shooting struggles, both of those have carried over. But he's found ways to still play winning basketball and contribute to winning basketball incredibly early in his NBA career, which is a really rare and special thing for a rookie to do. 100%. Um, Okay, what else you got? Because I don't want to just, you know... Any thoughts on Ivy Duran? Duran's been awesome. He looks like the real deal. Love that pairing with him and Cade.
1: Duran just looks like a bad man <laughs> um I've loved everything I've seen from him I I just think just keep doing what you're doing big fella you're gonna play a long time and make a lot of money and probably make a lot of all-star teams I I've just loved the maturity and really just looks like I me and you were lower on him coming out of Memphis I'm, I'm the first one to say it like but there was still so much upside that I was like someone has to go jump all over him at some point and I I'm a big, big believer of if you get raw guys and young rookies and you just gotta play them. Like, yeah. If you're a team that has no shot at making a, a title run, play your young guys. Give them reps, let them have some confidence, to develop because sitting them and being like, oh, you messed up, you got to sit the rest of the game. That's not helping at all. You have to let them learn by mistakes. And I think Duran had a very valuable rookie year, worked his ass off in the offseason. And he looks like he's a 30 year old vet instead yeah. of a nineteen year old that he's just beasting people and he's running in the break. He's playing great. So I'm excited for Pistons fans. I think you're you're it's gonna be frustrating because you feel like, oh, we should be winning all these games. And it's like you're taking the step. You mm-hmm. you are now taking a
0: step with this team. I, I really feel it. Okay, let's move into talk about the Thunder um i think the the two big names um at least from you know a, a young player standpoint um or rookie standpoint to talk about here are chet holmgren and casein wallace both have been incredibly impressive this thunder team has been really impressive they're playing really good ball um where, where do you want to start with this team i don't know because i love them um <laughs> you pick you 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 start out metcalf what
1: i feel like we're going to talk about chet forever so i mean what do you yeah, think let, let, let's start with them let's start okay. with chet okay um, Looks pretty damn good. Looks pretty yeah. damn good. I think the... I'm writing a piece for No Ceilings Plus about NBA young guys. Um, I wanted to do a breakout list before the year, and now I'm kind of pivoting it, and I think it's going to work in a better direction. But I'm just talking about guys that are going to take a leap, and I kind of cheated and put Chet in there. Um, Most of the guys I'm talking about are like second, third-year guys. But I cheated and put Chet in there, and I admitted in my article that I cheated. But my point being is Chet, people forget he can completely take over a game and have like 10 shots. Yeah. Like he, he, does, he can take over a game and have like eight shots. He's not this guy that needs to throw up shots. Like he's not a high-volume guy that to have efficiency or, or effectiveness in the game. Um, and I think that's what makes him so special. And you see with some of these nights, like the reason why I put him as a leap guy is cause he's going to take this thunder team to another leap like level. And you're seeing that, that Cleveland game, he was sensational. He hit some big shots when they needed it. He had some rejections that I know me and you were texting on the side and, you know, it was one of those like, Oh, he looked like he was going to block the shot on this side and the guy goes for a reverse and he blocks it on the other side. And it's just like, yeah, that's the type of defensive prospect we've been talking about and pumping up for the last one and a half years. It's just so awesome to see him on the court and delivering. And um, that's going to be my second tape time video. I'm going to be doing Chet and I just, man, Metcalf. He looks great. I think he looks great. And everyone was kind of trying to be like, well, he got bullied against Jokic. And I'm like, who doesn't get (laughs) bullied against Jokic? (laughs) Like, name me one person that doesn't get bullied against Jokic. Like, every, the the elite guys are elite for a reason. I think Chet's gonna be fine. Um, He looks great to me.
0: Yeah. And it's exactly as advertised. It's exactly what we wanted to see. It's exactly what we thought he was gonna be coming out of Gonzaga. And block rate of 4.2%. It's incredible. He is the best defensive big that I've ever scouted. Um, I thought he was better than um, Mobley, excuse me. Uh, But And, you know, I I think he's a better, especially fundamental defender than Wemby. I think Wemby still has a much higher ceiling, but where they're at at this point in their careers, Chet's just a a better, more aware, more fundamentally sound defender. Um, And I'm going to die on that hill it's just been so impressive to see how he's kind of transformed their interior defense because as their biggest weakness last season, obviously because they didn't have any size and Kendrick Williams was getting minutes at center last year for them. Um, So now that they have Chet and they're able to kind of rotate in Olivier Sarr, who's, you know, giving them serviceable minutes, they they're still going to have some deficiencies in terms of physicality and rebounding and stuff down there. And we've seen a, a bit of that early, but, Chet's positioning, his off-ball awareness, his on-ball awareness, the the overall rim protection package that he provides, is one of the best in the league already, and he's five games into his career. Sky's the limit, you know. Shout out biggie smalls. I, I, I really do
1: feel that Chet's already started, and he's doing exactly what you dream he would do. Like Thunder fans, yes, just be foaming at the mouth. You should be so thrilled and excited, and You're also, I I love the, he's hitting a couple threes and then he's letting, he's attacking the basket and he's letting the outside shot create driving lanes and he's getting to the, to the free throw line. And I mean, what he did against Mobley in that game was just unbelievable. But like, you're seeing that in a lot of these games, he's making Mm -hmm. some plays. and, And that's why like, I will go down on that Hill with you too. Like I, Chet is a better defense. He's one of the best defensive bigs right now in the NBA. Yeah. Like, and it's not just like rim protection. It is pre like anticipation, positioning, communication, understanding what the offense is trying to accomplish. And then ad- adjusting to that. He's a chess player on defense. He's he's just intelligent. And this Thunder team is so fun. And they got so much preseason hype that mm-hmm. it's always scary to buy yeah. into the hype. And the most exciting part of this team is they still have a lot of stuff to figure out. And you already just see how impressive the roster construction, all of the pieces they have, like then they have a full year of figuring out like how to play with each other. It's going to be awesome. And like, um, I know we're going to, you know, shout out to to Dylan with Thunder Chats. I know we're going to have a pod talking with him soon, but like, I just very, very excited future for this team. And I know Thunder fans are pumped and probably getting some goo-goo eyes about like what they could do this year. And I just think there's a there's an accomplishment for this team. If they get to that, it's a huge win. But this team is just built to be a, a wagon for years to come.
0: Yeah, and then just finally with Chet, the, I think the offense and the scoring efficiency has been even better than I thought it was. I mean, obviously, he, I mean, he's shooting 55% from three right now. That's obviously going to come down, um, come back to earth a little bit. But him putting on tape already, how willing and how effective of a shooter he is and the upside for that is just putting on tape that teams have to respect him out there. So the Thunder's you know, biggest issues last year were rim protection, rebounding, and outside shooting. And Trepp single-handedly is improving All of those and that ability to force opposing centers to close out on him is opening up a ton of, you know, uh, driving lanes for him to attack these closeouts. And he's shooting 76% at the rim, too. So that inside out game is really, really impressive. And then aside from the scoring, he's already showing a really high ability to kick out of drives and pass out of the short roll and find those shooters in the opposite corner. He's just really transformed this team to what that front office hoped he would. Um, it, it's just such an impressive, impressive rookie kind of debut for him and yeah, he's not really a rookie, but he kind of is, but that year off I think helped him i I don't think we could have imagined a better start for him um Someone else, another rookie of theirs who's off to a really impressive start, casein Wallace. Just kind of doing a lot of Kaysen Wallace things. Um, Not lighting the score sheet on fire, not filling up the box score, but just kind of filling in all the cracks on both ends of the floor, doing what's needed. Um, They've used him as a screener. Uh, He's had a couple buckets out of the roll. He's knocking down threes. He's playing incredible defense, getting over screens. We both love Kaysen coming out, and it looks like a lot of the same for him. They're pretty on fire right now with the draft. I mean, think about
1: the the possibility for Presti's draft haul. like over the recent years. He's going to have a, a, a potential streak of having what? Chet, J-Dub, and Cason Wallace. And I mean, I still think Zhang's probably a next year guy that really mm-hmm. takes another step that cements himself as a rotation piece. But Cason looks great. Cason looks like he bought into being like, hey, can I be... Can I be myself? And Thunder were like, gladly. He's like, great. This is going to be fun. And I think it's just, he's going to be that Swiss Army knife. Whenever, you know, break break glass in case of emergency, you bring Case Wallace And I know SGA is supposed to miss their game tomorrow, I think, against um, Golden State. And it's, that might be some Case Wallace run, which would be really fun to watch really what fun. he can do. And it's just the perfect, like, opportunity for him because we also have to remember like case mullis okay yeah ro- young rookie think of the guys he's going up against every day in practice <laughs> like he's getting better and i i just think he's playing his game which is rare with a, a rookie of like being able to come in and be like i can i can play my own strengths i can be patient and get my spots and um he's just looked like a perfect fit for OKC, and and one of those young guards that like you're saying, Metcalf, like not might not light up the box scores, but every time you're watching, OKC, okay, so you are like, damn, this kid's another one. They got another yeah. good guy. And I, I think that's what thunder fans and, and NBA fans, when you watch the thunder and you're going to start realizing like, man, they got a lot of pieces. Like that's it's legit team. This is a really fun roster.
0: Okay. A- anything else on the thunder? I, we, we, we love J Dub SGA is obviously an all NBA guard. Um, Anything else with them or do you want to move on to our kind of just last early reaction on Scoot?
1: No, I I, I love J Dub. I've I've loved what I've seen. Um I still love Giddy. Mm-hmm. I, it's just one of those things I think this team
0: Did did I, did you see uh Giddy's new new nickname? Did they officially change it to the slob wizard or whatever? <laughs> I don't think it's official, but <laughs> that's just incredible. <laughs>
1: there, that team is unbelievable on social media. They're like
0: SGA's. Well, I think that was Hollinger who originally. Yeah, he, I mean it, yeah. Hollinger's
1: <laughs> madman on social media. Um, he says some stuff where I'm like screenshots galore. But um, that team's amazing. SGA's Instagram captions always like I feel like it's just unbelievable. It's like Socrates stuff, but. Man, I I want to see how they deal with adversity this year. I think, I think that's my big thing for a young team is how do you deal with adversity? You lose a
0: couple games in a row or something, you know, SGA wait, Friday. Wait, when Chet know, finds his eventual cold streak shooting.
1: It, it's happening. It Absolutely. happens to every young team. Um, happens to every team that looks like they're on the rise. You eventually get punched in the mouth. How do you respond? And I think that's why I'm so pumped to watch this team all year. And they're just fun the pieces fit so well together. It's just really fun. And it's going to be something that probably only gets better throughout the year.
0: Okay. Let's move on to our last NBA kind of early season reaction. We'll be rotating all of this stuff throughout the year, but let's talk about Scoot Henderson kind of got off to a rough start. You know, people are throwing their wild reactions out about a rookie 19 year old point guard in the first four or five games of his career. What else is new? What are your early reactions with Scoot?
1: Everyone calm <laughs> down. May I, have, I actually feel like we basically just staged an NBA talk in the beginning so we could get to Scoot. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. I've watched pretty much every clip because I wanted to see the turnovers. I mm-hmm. wanted to see the struggles. I wanted to see it all because I'm also – laughing hysterically at everyone taking their victory lap after four damn games of, of rookie point guard. I'm like, okay. So I wanted to talk to you about this because we see eye to eye and feel like we always are maniacs with watching film. And sometimes you text me out of nowhere and I'm like, it's 4am Metcalf, What are you doing? But he was having probably his best game Mm -hmm. against the Pistons rolled his ankle. Um, he in his last two games, he is starting to really understand how to bring back the change of gears. I thought the f- game that caught my attention with his struggles was against Orlando. He had a drive, um, going baseline and threw a corner pass that we saw him do 60 times last yeah. year with the Ignite. And Jalen Suggs, who I love, read it like a book. Like Jalen Suggs was reading it from the top elbow to or the top of the key. He was sprinting when Suggs was going opposite, and he just like looked like a wide receiver catching it in motion, and just took it the other way. And Scoot had the reaction like, "The heck, that was there all the time last." Yeah, and then the last game. You clipped it today. You sent me it, and then you clipped it, and he had a drive where it, he quickly analyzed in the air. That's that's not there. I got to throw it. To do that after four games in the most difficult position to adjust to speed-wise in the NBA, I'm, I'm Scoot's going to be fine. Also, the beginning of the year, every single turnover he was throwing, it was like the right read. It was just a little off, or it hit DeAndre Ayton in the hands, and goes the other way. It's just stuff where I'm like, he's he's making the right reads sometimes. Now it's already starting to blossom to way more often. And he was just making some unbelievable decisions in the last, I mean, catch the ball. Catch the, catch the damn ball. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like that is a, Shaq catches that and rips the damn backboard down. I, I'm just saying like, there's a lot of times like that and he also just has some beautiful deliveries, but we're we're overreacting. Mm-hmm. And, and and I understand the outside shot is struggling. I get it. But he, what two years ago he had a bad stretch and people were freaking out, and then he had a good couple of weeks. And I I'm buying the form. I'm buying the work ethic. I think Scoot's going to be fine. I, I I'm sorry for my rant. I just need everyone to calm down. <laughs> and he what he has already looked so much better mm-hmm. it just in terms that, of
0: like me and you in the beginning of the year we were like oh boy yeah. school looks rough yeah
1: like you texted me i'd show it
0: yeah no, like, his, his defense has been awful yeah. but he's 19 I, I i don't really care but like you said in, the, in their last game he started looking more like himself. I think he finished with seven assists, three turnovers easily could have been nine or 10 assists. If the hits that wide open three on that driving kick, I just showed um, if Deandre Ayton catches the ball on the wide open roll instead of fumbling it, Ayton's had a handful of those from scoot this year. So I think those are just kind of early season learning curves, but it was specifically this play where I saw him hit this and it's like, Oh, that there he is. There's Scoot because he he hit Wemby in this when the Ignite played in Vegas and he you know, hit that he the last get... game before yeah. he made it he he oh no, uh, he's done this play quite a bit and yeah. the amount of ground he covers on that Euro step is absurd and he doesn't he, he gets a foul here he doesn't make it but he's this is a shot that he is very used to and a move that he is very used to so is the fact that we're seeing him move like that a little more and attack and figure out the angles a little bit in traffic is like oh okay, this is catching up. You're figuring it out. You're figuring out the pace. You're adjusting on the fly. And we're seeing it just a couple games in. So, yeah, are the numbers going to look awesome by the end of the year? Probably not because they rarely do for 19-year-old point guards. But it's all about the process. And how does he look compared to the previous game or the previous week or the previous month? And already we're seeing improvement.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had had back-to-back games – where he had four points, three assists, four turnovers. And then he had seven points, two assists, five turnovers. And then his last two games, he had 11 points and seven assists in both of those games. But against Detroit, he only played 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like he was on the path of having probably 15 and 10. Um, And yes, the shooting numbers need to come around. But coming into this year, my biggest thing was Scoot. Was I think he needs to get the All Star break and have that regroup time. And then I think he's the second half of the year really starts to things click and to have it already starting to kind of trend in the right direction after four games. I think it's so important with those young guys. Like Scoot played a half of or three quarters of Summer League. I think those reps are so important for a young guy because then he got hurt he's like okay so he's not playing games till preseason i just am if middle of the year he still looks like this i'll be like okay but we give these guys multiple years and point guards i wrote an article about this it takes time steph curry took like three or four years before he finally started to cook gary payton steve nash john stockton gary payton i think for like two years like Barely got eight points a game like it
0: takes a lot of time for these guys um before we move on just quick thoughts on shade and sharp um i thought the pistons game he ended up with like 30 points i think but i thought he was kind of a complete non-factor really quiet really just non-existent in the first half and then once scoot got hurt he started taking more on ball reps and creating out of the pick and roll and showing off his explosiveness um he had some really nice cuts uh I think something we're kind of seeing from him that showed up a little bit in Summer League too was the improved passing and that ability to kick out of drives. And we saw him make a couple skip passes in that Pistons game. Um, so I, I'm really intrigued to see how that kind of dynamic continues throughout the season because he's too talented and too athletic and too good of an off ball scorer to be that quiet when Scoot's kind of running the offense. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of balancing act they use going forward or if it's just an early season chemistry thing but that it was pretty much night and day difference between his impact when he was really running the show versus playing more off ball i agree he looks great
1: I, I i agree with you though i think he needs to that's probably the next part of his game is he needs to figure out how to balance those worlds better of being like not timid or you know just like he needs to have that okay, let me take over balancing the levels of being like, I don't want to be selfish, but I also
0: like, let's get me going. Um, I, it'd be fun to see them run some like guard guard pick and rolls with him and scoot, you know, just mix things up. Get, get a little creative, have these guys kind of running off each other. And it looks, it just looks a little stagnant and clumsy right now. The passing
1: looks much better to me than yes. I was expecting. I'm right there with you. I've watched him and I've like, there's some stuff there that I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, I thought, you know, when Simon's, it got listed that he was going to be out a couple of weeks. I was like, this is a very big couple of weeks for um, Mr. Sharp because he's going to get a lot of minutes, got a lot of reps and this is big for his developmental path because confidence is cooking right now, but you want to see if he can put these string of games together and, um, it's just, you got to figure out how to also be an impact when you don't have the ball in your hands all the time. And I think that's the next level of his game to
0: really figure out, but. You and know, and that's something coming out of high school that we both really liked about his game and that how good of an off ball shooter he was, how good of a cutter he was. Um, and, you know, obviously a vertical threat on those back cuts uh, there, there were in the second half, there were a couple sequences where him and Nassar were basically trading back cuts on each other. Um, but, there, there's a lot of different stuff they can run with him and like scoot with DHOs and him instead of slipping back door when defenders overplay him. I, I just need to see a little more assertiveness and activity from him when he's away from the ball, when he's not running the show. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, 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 no. I, I agree. Um, there's a lot of positive flashes in areas that we were not concerned, but just like needing more when he was mm-hmm. a prospect. And it was tough because he, we didn't even get to see him at college. He was right. just straight out of high school. Um, But, like, I've seen some defensive flashes. He had a pair of really nice plays um, against the Pistons. Like, I think, one a block at the rim, like, on the weak side. And then one was not back in transition, kind of stripped it, went off of uh, – it might have been Kelly Hayes or something. And he just – he's taking steps in the right direction. Yeah. And he's also showing when – when Shaden Sharp gets cooking, oh gosh, buckle up because he can get rolling fast. So that's where it's just the the versatility. I love how often he got to the free throw line. I love the attack. Like There's just a lot of good stuff coming together.
0: Okay, let's move on to talking about this college season. So, yeah. you know, we, we over at Uh we have had all of our kind of conference previews running over there. Uh, make sure to go check those out so we're not going to dive necessarily into the nitty-gritty here of conference expectations who to watch all that stuff all that stuff is over at the site and we'll obviously be getting more into the weeds on all of that as the season progresses but we're gonna have a little bit of fun here and just kind of throw out three bold predictions uh one mild one hot one scorching um so rucker um do you want i'm assuming you want to start with mild start start with mild and then go to the hottest Um, I want you to go first because
1: I feel like all mine are just hot. So I need to, (laughs) I need to find a mild.
0: Okay. Um, Um, My my first one, my mild one is that Caleb Foster will be the first Duke player taken in the 2024 draft.
1: I had a Caleb Foster one too. Um, Okay. I think he, yeah, I think that's a good one. Um. This is actually going to be tougher than I thought because there's some names now that, like, I don't know. I I told you I think Foster's the wild card to to scream up the boards fast.
0: Um, I'm excited. And November I think he's just going to be in a really good spot to kind of just pick his spots on that team. And the numbers may not always be overwhelming, but, I you know, you, you shared that box score... Um, of their scrimmage in our group chat. And, you know, it's just him doing a little bit of everything. I think he had nine, three, and three. It's just, he's a good shooter. He's a good on-ball creator. He can pass. He can rebound. Uh, There's some defensive questions, but who who needs defense?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I wonder if defense is overrated in the eyes of NBA teams. Um, Foster seems like a guy. That just keeps doing the right stuff to start the year. And then second half of the season just puts together a couple of games where it's like, Oh, he had 18, he had 15, he had 20, like just, and then you're like, uh Oh, everything's really coming together. There's some offensive versatility. I just am buying it. I I've, I went back and watched his high school stuff. Cause he's the one name I just keep looking at. And then I went back and watched and I was like, he can get downhill. He's got a little bit of wiggle. He's yeah. slithery. Like, there's just a lot of stuff, and at 6'5", with some offensive weaponry, I think that's a name that could get heating fast. Um, okay, now I'm, I need to give you a mild one? Yeah. Um, uh, Bazellus goes out of the top 10. Oh. Yeah. Is that mild or hot? Uh,
0: depends who you talk to. Uh, yeah, depends on who I talk to.
1: Um,
0: if you're talking to me, no.
1: <laughs> and here's the thing. I think Bazellus is just going to take a while to really find his groove. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a talented player. I think he's going to go top 20. I think he's probably going to go top 15 if I had to bet right now. Um, I think... Why I'm saying that is I think there's a lot of names behind him that could jump and go earlier. Um, I'll spoil it. I have him 10th. I have have not been impressed with what I've seen from him. I think he's further away than people think. I think he's going to be a potential guy. I think teams are going to be very intrigued with his tools, his potential, his upside. But there's just names behind him, I think, are trending in the right direction right now. So that's my mild.
0: I have him 12th. Yeah, and I I don't think the Ignite season is necessarily going to be kind for him um, or kind to his draft stock, but I do think it's going to be really good for his kind of long-term development. I think it's going to make him a better player, but I think it's going to hurt his draft stock. So I, I like that one. Okay. Um, all right, uh, I'll go on to my... Uh, hot one, I guess. Um Yeah, I mean we could just also just have hot hot. I don't care. <laughs> uh Kentucky will only have one first round pick. So, for me, yeah, that would be Justin Edwards. Um for a lot of other people, that would a- also include DJ Wagner and Rob Dillingham and Aaron Bradshaw and Big Z and um there's another guy I'm blanking on. Um D'Tero? Yes those would be the other names so i'm not necessarily saying that that's gonna happen but if you know we're we're getting a little bold we're getting a little hot here with these uh with these predictions that would be that would be my hot one
1: just looking at my board realizing that i thought i was good to submit it for the no ceilings uh consensus big boards Tyler's got some reorganization <laughs> to do. I got some names I need to move around. Um I think that's a good one. Cause I, I don't think it's crazy. And gosh, there's some DJ Wagner people listening to us right now. Like, what
0: are you talking? Yep, you you can uh yell at me in my DMs at Tyler underscore rucker. <laughs> I, I <laughs> love that joke. <laughs> um
1: yeah, I've watched those games. I've watched everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched everything. I'm dying for college basketball to get here. And um, yes, thank you for everyone for pointing out Dillingham had 40. I was watching the game. I understand. He looks much better mm-hmm. because he's gotten away from, you know, Rucker Park mode. Um, he he looks more vanilla down. It's I've liked what I've seen, but I still got questions. Um, and then DJ, I just... So the I, same questions, still the same questions. He's playing much better defense. I will say I, that.
0: I, that's what I've been saying all year. That's scrimmages. what I've been saying since Hoop Summit. Scrimmages, scrimmages. So I, I was going to say my my even hotter take than that. You know, my my hot take part B is that DJ Wagner will be a better defender than offensive player. I I buy that. I, if he bought in, defense to that. Is, his defense has been good this last yes. year. at least on ball, off ball is. Questionable, but what 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 high school player is a good off ball defender besides Justin Edwards, yeah, and Chad exactly. Holmgren, yeah, and, Ju- and Jacoby Walter, That's but you're your also top. you just
1: <laughs> you just rattled off like a leaping. um, all right, okay. g-
0: g- give me your second one,
1: man. This okay. uh, Nikola Topić goes top ten. Ooh, okay. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> um and this is a guy that I have to redo my entire board because of his impressive start to the year this is I'm just trying to have fun here so don't everyone get too crazy but this is where I'm at we've got a uh, what six four six five guard playmaking that's just lighting it up on the offensive side of the ball
0: mm-hmm.
1: it just screams some team loves him and he, if he keeps this up, he would have to keep this up. He'd have to keep doing a lot of really good stuff, but it just screams a guy that really starts to make some noise. And someone gets really excited about like, Oh, Serbian six, with playmaking and can shoot. You know what I'm trying to say. Like, can score in high Mm. field (laughs) with the shot, but um, yeah, that's. I'm just trying to have some fun here because I'm looking at all the other takes and I don't like any of them. So,
0: um, yeah, he's been incredible this season and just his understanding of angles and scoring touch. um, You can get a further breakdown over at No Ceilings TV on YouTube, where I did films. No, it's just NBA. uh, It's just NBA. You said TV before. It's
1: just NBA. Oh, on YouTube, No Ceilings TV. I'm sorry. No, no, no ceilings, NBA
0: oh, on. Oh, you changed it? YouTube. Yeah. Oh my God. No ceilings, NBA no. everywhere. See, look at you. Just making life simple for everyone. and I'm helping screwing out. it up. <laughs> but Metcalf,
1: his last... Here's his start to the year. He had six points um, in his first game, and then he goes 21, 27, 25, 28, 21, 14, and 9. His last game, he I was like, oh, he had a bad game. He had nine points, nine assists, two steals um it's just he's also been very efficient Mm -hmm. um so i'm just if he keeps dropping 20 a game and high number of assists and has good size i could see a world in which he screams up some boards for sure is it gonna be mine i don't know i'm just saying there's my hot
0: take where do you have it right now um i i haven't even updated my board i had him give me a range where you think he'll land I have him at 22 for what it's worth.
1: I was going to say I would probably have him 17 to 23. I had him at 28. That was my board from about a month ago. Um, I would probably move him up 19. Looking at my board right now, but I haven't moved. Oh, there's another name I need to move up. So yeah, 19, 20. who, 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 Who do you hate? No, I just haven't updated. Um, Zachary,
0: oh yeah, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll move on to my third one. Uh, scorching is UConn will run the table and repeat as national champions with an undefeated record. Oh, I didn't know you could get that crazy. Uh, um, oh yeah, scorching. Like th- th- there's like a no per- like very low percent chance that it's going to happen, but. Clinging got return. Uh, Clinging got cleared to return to practice today,
1: which is very good. Love that. The up. Uh, Rostein said, "Status will be updated for the mm-hmm. home opener." Um, don't blame. Just Be safe. Um, they're going to be a wagon. It's really hard to
0: go undefeated. Really hard. It, I know. Um, There's what one team has done it. Yeah, and I always but feel like Bobby Knight's Hoosiers.
1: Rest in peace, Bobby Knight. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're going to be fun. They're going to be really, really good, Metcalf. Okay,
0: that's your scorching? Yeah, what's
1: your third one? Um, Tyrese Proctor goes top five.
0: Ooh, love it. I'm so yes. excited to see him. For everyone
1: asking, I am overreacting to the 5 for 6 exhibition this <laughs> from 3. Or 5 for 8, whatever he went. He hit 5 of 7. Of I've watched every Duke clip they've posted when it comes to like scrimmage highlights with the team, practice highlights. It just looks like a different mindset. It looks like the mindset we've all been dreaming for for a sophomore that is looking like eh, it's time for me to. He's confident. He's shooting it. The shot looks good. I think he's playing with some wiggle. He's creating off the dribble. I mean, I have him at seven. S- Stop copying my board. Um, An
0: original son of a. So guy.
1: like I, it's not that crazy of a hot take for me, but. I also have names ahead of him that I just think if we're getting a 6'5", two-way guard that can shoot, and I have not forgotten the end of the year when he was starting to show some serious on-ball stuff that I was like, "Ooh, my goodness. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's that's my spicy one. I almost wanted to go higher, but... Um,
0: just say he'll go one. No, I, I just... <laughs>
1: Like a lot five. would have to go
0: really, <laughs> what, really right for that. Yeah, I mean,
1: could he be the first guard off the board?
0: Yeah, he definitely could. Um, you know, I think he'll be in conversation with, for me at least, Jacoby Walter, um, Stephen Castle, Caleb Foster. Yeah, it, it's it's not a great. There, there's not a whole lot of depth at the top of the guard class, so. And at least just looking at my board, there are only a handful or a couple in the lottery. So yeah, and it, it's definitely definitely doable for him. So I loved him at the end of last year, had a first round grade on him. That Then he decided to return, probably a good decision for him. But it looks like he's showing that sophomore jump that we always want to see from these guys. All right, Rucker, um, to round things out, we're, we're we're bringing it back. What's the best thing in the basketball world that you saw recently? Um, the, I, I
1: was just heartbroken when I found out that Bobby Knight passed away. Um, legend. Unbelievable how many cl- clips he had where it's just unreal stories also throwing the chair but the best thing I saw was um, they had a memorial for him outside of the arena and someone brought a chair and post and put a chair out for him like next to the flowers and stuff, just a cool touch. But um, i trying to think what else. Oh, that and the Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers radio guy. If you haven't seen it, it's the best clip I've ever seen ever. It's going to rival Mike Breen's bang call for basketball. But he basically says nylon, and it's the most electric play-by-play call. I, I, I've watched the clip like 80 times. My basketball friends were in a group chat, and they sent it to me, and I was like, that is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, you gotta, if you haven't checked that out, go check that out. But that's,
0: that's the last two things. Matt Calf, what about you? Uh, Zachary Reese, The dude's a stud. I love it. He's so good um he's up to six on my board now he is yeah Gavoni
1: gave a little top five uh projected top five pick and i knew metcalf was having a moment with that so
0: that train is full speed ahead so and i folks i promise this isn't recent recency bias i have watched everything of his for the last two years and he was dog shit at feeble he looked undraftable. It looked like a guy who ne- would never come over, and he has been killing it this year for uh JL Borg. His defense is some of the most versatile, um, I think, in this draft. And then it's just the, the off-ball offense. He's decisive. He's confident. The shot looks better. I think he's shooting like 42% off the catch right now from three. Um, it's like 35 attempts. so obviously small sample size could change, but I'm not really too worried about the percentage worried about the confidence the consistent mechanics the quick release and then the attacking closeouts passing all that stuff it all just looks better and i could not be more happy
1: yeah he looked in in hoop summit he looked like a guy that you'd take 28th and hope you could unlock it maybe we'll bring him over in a year or something maybe if if things no it, it looked like a guy maybe you're like hey year two maybe he really starts to get it and you're just like hey it could be a steal. Now it just looks like, yeah, good luck with that. Now it looks like he he figured it out. And you know, that's why we let these guys play the season. That's why we wait. That's why we don't overreact to preseason big boards because stuff like this happens. So um very excited. This
0: class is getting better. People need to calm down. Can't wait for next week. College basketball officially tips off. NBA's just going non-stop. Rucker, this is a blast. Thank you as always. He is Tyler Rucker. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Rucker. You can find me on Twitter at Team 11 You can find all of our stuff at NoSealingsNBA.com and follow us on Twitter at NBA. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Until next time, see ya.